0: Everybody, we are back and he is back. Aaron Judge returns to the New York Yankees. Another episode of R2C2 here. Ryan Rucco, CC Sabathia with you. Nine years, 360 million. Al Steinbrenner, the New York Yankees do what they have to do to keep their man, and that is the Yankee way. A lot of nervous moments uh, in the night before. Judge agrees to return to the Yankees, but I think in the end, what made sense for all parties ultimately happens. CC uh, will eventually give his thoughts on this signing. You saw him tweet out the Judge uh, emoji. He's he is obviously excited about him staying, but C is currently uh, being pulled in a couple directions by the commissioner. He's on official business at the winter meetings, as he told us. So. I'm going to have to get his thoughts in just a little bit, uh, but we wanted to get out to you. We're going to talk with John Morosi, um, who broke the news uh, that Judge was returning to the Yankees early in the morning. Uh, we're going to talk with John in just a couple minutes. But look, you know, as this was unfolding in real time, and I was even texting with our producer, Sadie Zillow, about this, I was saying, if Judge's goal is to get the absolute best deal out of the Yankees he can, but stay, he is playing this perfectly. And I think that's sort of what happened. Now, that's not to say he couldn't ultimately have been pulled towards San Francisco or San Diego if the Yankees didn't step up to the level that they did. But I think what Judge did wisely is he played it coy. He didn't act all flowery. He didn't act like he was definitely coming back. He embraced the you know, tour of free agency. He flew to San Diego last minute to apparently meet with the Padres who came in with an even larger offer than the Yankees at 10 years, 400 million. But what I also applaud Aaron about is he saw the forest through the trees. And that was, there is nothing better for the career of Aaron Judge than remaining a New York Yankee. He could have gone to San Francisco, gone home, maybe his life would have been enhanced in some ways if he wanted to be back in his home state of California and not that far from where he grew up, right? Maybe in San Diego, maybe you could argue he'd have even immediately a better team than he has with the Yankees right now because of all the firepower they have offensively out there. Um, And of course, San Diego is not a terrible place to live. But when it comes to Aaron Judge's baseball legacy, he's in rare air. And that rare air could only continue to be breathed in if he continued to wear the pinstripes. Period. The end. All the Yankee legacy stuff, it would have gone out the window if he left. And there aren't many guys who walk through that door who have this chance. He is the first guy since Derek Jeter to be a generational Yankee. If you think about it, right, in the annals of Yankees history when you think about all-time guys you think about Ruth and Garrick and DiMaggio and Mantle and you know for w- one generation Bobby Mercer who couldn't quite get over the top was that beloved guy who didn't quite get a championship but was beloved right Don Mattingly was in a similar category where wasn't able to win a world series but totally beloved Mariano Jeter Judge, You know, these are forever guys. And obviously there are, you know, beloved Yankees who I'm not mentioning, whether it's Willie or Thurman, Aaron judge has the chance to be in all time forever, top 10, most popular Yankees of all time. And it's different here. It's different. It's something different. That's on the line. You know, people always talk about money and like, okay, you're going to, you know, you're going to get the most dollars. You're going to go for the best deal. And and I agree, like things have to be close, right? And maybe if the Yankees stayed at 300 million and didn't go up to 360 and the Padres were offering 400, maybe Aaron would have said, that's not close enough for me to not go to the West Coast. Maybe. Things have to be close. But you also have to think, what are you getting with that money? What is that money actually doing for you in your life? And the reality is, there is something the yankees could offer that was only on the table if aaron judge returned to the new york yankees you know being the captain of the yankees which i think we all expect now to happen you know that's a very very unique title that has a prestige that comes just with being the captain of the yankees you know seeing the way the stadium was during this run you know seeing the way Aaron Judge, is one of these fans' own. It's very unique. And not to say he couldn't have had success and been embraced somewhere else. Obviously, he would have. But it never would have been the same. It's different when you spend your career in one place. It's different when you spend your career in pinstripes. And I think that there's a part of the sports universe that would have felt off tilt if Aaron Judge went somewhere else. There's also the pragmatism of the Yankees would have been in dire straits without Aaron judge. And I'm glad they realized that I think both from a wins and losses standpoint, also from a stardom appeal standpoint, Aaron judge has great value to the New York Yankees, to the yes network, to ticket sales, to merchandise, all of this. If Aaron judge is chasing 500 home runs, if he somehow was chasing 600 home runs at the end of this contract, there's going to be serious economic benefit to the New York Yankees. And sometimes that can sustain even a down year for a team, as we saw in the later years for Pettit, for Moe, for Jeter, where you know chasing certain milestones, chasing moments, um, provided value for the franchise, even if they weren't necessarily winning games the way that they had been. Aaron judge is the kind of player that carries that level of weight. And so I think while Aaron saw the forest through the trees, so did Hal. you know, and I, and I give credit to Hal Steinbrenner because he knows that Aaron judge's value certainly is essential to the wins and losses of the 2023 Yankees and the recent Yankee teams that will follow, you know, in the early years of this contract. But I think he also understands that Aaron judge's value to the New York Yankees brand to the fan base and to the franchise as a whole goes beyond just the wins and losses. And there is a dollar value on that for Hal, for the Steinbrenner family and for the New York Yankees. And so to me, what I feel good about is judge did what he had to do in the negotiation process to respectfully get the best possible deal. He could from the place he ultimately wanted to be. And the New York Yankees did what they had to do to retain the player that they knew not only was essential for them achieving their short-term goals, but also was going to provide longer benefits for them beyond just winning. So you feel good about it. I think it's the right move. I think Aaron is where he needed to be in order to have the best possible baseball legacy that he could. Um, And this is his team. You know, I can tell you C has told you since 2017, you guys may remember an episode of R2C2 in 2017, where C said he's the leader of the team. That was when Aaron judge was a rookie. Okay. Okay. He is the leader of the team. He has a presence to him, a respect to him. The guys in that room absolutely love Aaron Judge. And if he left, I think in some ways it would have felt like a rudderless ship. Instead, there is this continuing inertia, which look, the Yankees need more. They cannot be done yet. We know they bring back Aaron Judge. They're just right back where they were when they got swept. By the Astros. But I think the Yankees know that too. And they needed this to be the first big domino. They get back a guy who's been essential when it comes to the pounding on the door. Trying to knock it in. Trying to end this drought. And they get back a guy that the fan base loves. And this is something I didn't fully appreciate, I think, until this year. So you guys know, I have a daughter who's 15 months. She obviously is not yet comprehending you know, sports fandom. I have two nephews. Campbell and Bodie cam is six Bodie is about to be three Bodie not quite into sports like that yet but Campbell has become a really big Yankee fan which first of all just encourages me because I think anytime I see someone who's young getting into baseball it makes my heart happy knowing some of the troubles that the sport has had with the younger fans but also it's been really cool for me as a guy who grew up a diehard Yankee fan who obviously works uh, for the S network who covers this team who's gotten to know so many guys in this clubhouse and organization to see how much he has gotten into the games and loves this team. And who does my nephew love? He loves Aaron Judge. That's his favorite player. He's obsessed with him. When he was watching Judge chase 62, my brother-in-law and I were talking about this the other day, Josh, and we were like seeing the way his swing was like changing into judges with like the one-handed finish. We're like, okay, hold on, pal. But there's a part of me and any parent out there who has a kid right now who idolizes Aaron Judge, which you know, 99% of Yankees fans right now, that's their guy, right? Like there's a part of me that just feels really good for those young kids who are Yankee fans, who this is going to be their guy. This is this generation's Jeter. And it would have broke those kids' hearts if he played somewhere else, you know? And maybe it stops the 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 fire burning uh within the fandom. Of those young kids like my nephew, Cam. Um, And so the first thing I thought about when I saw John Heyman's, you know, errant news about Judge uh, on his way to San Francisco was, I feel so bad for Cam. He's going to be so heartbroken. And the first thing I thought about when he resigned was how pumped I was for Campbell and how pumped I am for a generation of Yankee fans that's grown up in this area. Wear a number 99 and living and dying with every one of Aaron Judges at bats. So the bottom line is this for the team, you you have more work to do. You need to go get another starter with Tyone gone. Maybe it's Rodon. Maybe uh maybe it's someone else. There's some other, you know, middle tier starters. But I like Rodon as a top tier guy who's put together back to back seasons proving he's healthy. You need another outfielder, left-handed hitting bat. Maybe it's Benintendi. I still would have liked to see him healthy. Work can't be done. Maybe Reynolds, if you if you want to pony up the chips. I'm curious to see the way Volpe and Peraza can buttress um, the team as far as the incumbent players are coming back, what happens with Hicks, what happens with Donaldson. But you needed this to happen for the team, for Judge, for our sports universe. So with that being said, uh, we have the opportunity to chat now with the man who broke the story, John Morosi, who he he does such a wonderful job. First of all, let me just say this about John. John is a guy who every single time I run into him in a clubhouse, he's the kindest dude running up to me, like checking in with my family, like just a just a good dude, a proud son of Michigan, uh works for MLB Network, NHL Network, also contributes to NBC Sports, MLB Network, Fox Sports Radio, the Fan 590, 670 The Score, Seattle Sports. He he does it all, and he does a wonderful job. And he broke the story in the wee hours of the morning out west uh, of Aaron Judge returning to the Yankees. So, uh, and you're gonna really, I think, find it intriguing on how he broke the story, which he shares with us. So, without further ado, here is John Morosi on R two C two john first of all we have to say congratulations you are the man who broke the story everybody wanted to break how, how does it unfold for you obviously you're not revealing sources but this news breaks at a very early hour on the west coast where you are in san diego where the winter meetings are being held so you know are you sleeping and you get a ping like how does that work Ryan uh my friend uh, con- congratulations to you on all the great work
1: that you've done th- this year this year, first of all I want to say that first uh, and then you, and thanks for the invitation but I'll say this uh all the credit goes to my wife because today is her birthday and so I had to get up early. Of course, I live in the great state of Michigan, and uh, so I had to set my alarm for about 5 a.m. local time to be able to get up. Wish her happy birthday before she goes to work at the hospital. So uh, I had to set my alarm nice and early. And I wake up at five, and there's a text, and it's it's the right person, right time. So there's a there's a lot of luck involved, Ryan. I would say that the the number one reason I'm lucky for having married my wife Alexis is for obvious reasons because she's amazing. But there's like <laughs> somewhere 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 down the line of of. Her amazing virtues is that, hey, you know, her birthday falls during the winter meetings. I have to wake up early to wish her happy birthday, and and end up getting a a nice nice story here
0: on a Wednesday morning. How amazing is that? What a wonderful story, John. I love true that. story. Thank yeah. you, Ryan. I appreciate it. I love that. That raises the standard uh, for all of our wives. I think about you know <laughs> how they give us gifts on their birthdays. But <laughs> I, yeah, she, I, I she love gave
1: it. me. Uh, yes, exactly. She's <laughs> she's a very giving person. Uh, uh, really uh, proud of what she does at the hospital as a doctor, which is far more important than what I'll do on my best day. So uh, she's she's a giving person, and once again,
0: uh, she comes through today. Amen, man. And, and you know what? I was just thinking about today, the the three years that everyone in healthcare has had has been just, you know, I, I I can't even fathom what it has been like. So a big thank you and a happy holidays to your wife, man, because I I cannot imagine how taxing this time has been.
1: I I appreciate it, Ryan. Certainly. And for us just grateful to be under one roof again, as a, as an industry, you know, it's it's those connections that are so special to make and colleagues that are our friends at the end of the day, Ryan, we love, we love the nine innings of the games are going on. We love, we love the travel. We love the, the the excitement of being at the ballpark, but at the end of the day, this is a people business and uh, the people who play the game, who manage the game, uh, the broadcasters, journalists, writers, agents, everybody that we get a chance to cross paths with. So it's pretty special. I really just feel grateful to be here this week.
0: Yeah. Well, John, um, it, it, what was interesting is obviously yesterday we went on a crazy roller coaster. when it came right. to the judge news, like, and obviously Heyman's tweet was the smoking gun in the, the roller coaster ride, but there was other things out there as well um, that seemed to indicate that Judge was close to heading to San Francisco. And the whole time, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, j- just like knowing the way that Aaron has played this all along, I'm thinking if his goal is to get the absolute most out of the Yankees he possibly can, he's playing this perfectly because he's not kind of giving any tell. Uh, there's a feeling of, you know, real possibility that he could leave. Like nobody within the Yankees seemed to be totally confident that he wouldn't leave. And it feels like that's kind of what he did to end up getting the absolute most he could out of the Yankees and this this massive nine-year deal. How real do you think the possibility was of him leaving? Or does it feel like to you, all of this was about, I want to be a Yankee, let's do everything we can to just get the best possible deal to be with the Yankees.
1: Ryan, it's a great question. I think that is probably the seminal question that we will all have when, when Aaron meets with the media, when this is formally announced. Yeah. I believe that he was thoroughly considering his options. I don't think he would have flown here, which reportedly he did to meet with the Padres as well, who were something of a late entrant to the, uh, to the bidding Um, and the giants certainly as well. I, I, you know, we both, Know Aaron professionally, understand how sincere he is as a guy. And I think that his, his genuine interest in exploring the process of free agency was there. He said that all along. He, he was curious about it. He'd never done it before. Uh, it, it's like the best recruiting trip you could have in your life. Uh, you know, you'll probably only go through it once, quite like this. And I think that Aaron and Sam wanted to go through it and see what happened. And, and I th- so I think they really authentically and thoroughly considered it. What we'll probably never know. Um, Will be Ryan, if the Yankees had stayed at eight years and $300 million, would he have given up a hundred million to stay? Because because reportedly the Padres were up there around 400 or at 400. And so once once a team gets to 400 and if the Yankees were still at 300, that would have been quite a test to yeah. see what 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 any any human to turn down 100 million dollars is pretty extraordinary and i think once the yankees got up to a reasonable distance and once you get to 360 million dollars it gets the record any position player in the history of the game at that point your, your, your financial history, your future, everything is, is secure for your entire family for generations to come. There's just, there's, there's not much more that you need. Once you get the record, once you get everything, and then it's just a matter of how much more do you really need? And I think I do believe his heart was with the Yankees. Um, we have seen players have their hearts with their hometown team and not stay. But I think in his case, Ryan, I love this. It's the 11 year anniversary of Albert Pujols deciding to sign with the angels. That was 11 years ago. Exactly today. It's a different decision made by Aaron judge. I think, honestly, uh, among friends here, I think he made the right choice to stay with the team that he had, that he had grown up with. And and not just because we certainly have followed the Yankees very closely, but I, I just think that this was, the right place for him for the game. And Harold Reynolds made this point this morning on hot stove that you know, for the game, it's, it's the New York Yankees. It's a, it's a marquee team and it's a place that he wanted to stay. And they clearly wanted him to be there. And I'm sure there were, there were a lot of really crucial conversations um, probably family and and close friends at the last hour to decide what to do. And, and, I, and I made this point as well uh, on the air today, Ryan, that I, I think his agents and Aaron as well played this in a very very, Smart, thoughtful, sensitive way that there was never a public statement uttered on either side, really, and this includes the Yankees that created a a block in that bridge. The bridge was always open. There was there was never a crossing of the Rubicon in one way that made it untenable to go back. There was never a, a hard feeling there. And listen, negotiations are never pleasant. Uh, we understand that it's in in the world of business, in the world of sports. But I I just think that there were a lot of professionals involved here. Aaron is a professional. His agents did a very good professional job. The Yankees did as well. There never got to be a a, a point of no return on any side. And so I was just really impressed by the integrity really of everybody involved.
0: I think that's a great point, John, and probably a point that isn't, or I haven't heard made, but it's something that I think is very significant because my biggest concern for the Yankees ability to retain judge during this period of time was Aaron getting sensitive to something that happens somebody else wooing him with a massive or or offer and a feeling of, wow, like they want me desperately. And these people kind of tweaked me. And now I make an emotional decision that probably, you know, 30,000 foot view isn't best for my career or legacy or what have you. But at the time, you know, because you're in the middle of the emotions you make. And you're so right, John, nobody from the Yankee side during this time did anything that I think Aaron could look at and sort of use to push him in that direction, which, you know, who knows how critical that was, but I think it probably was pretty important so that it, it just, you know, like you said, didn't create any kind of block on the bridge.
1: Exactly. And and I go back and, and, you know, I've, been fortunate to cover the hot stove long enough to remember that when Derek Jeter was last, a free agent uh, that that there was still the the giants actually ironically enough were the team that was involved at least a little bit in the conversation with, with Jeter's representatives. So he at least had the conversation. And by the time he signed back, it did not impact at all his leadership, his captaincy, which of course we expect Aaron to have as well. This is just the normal course of, of business and, and, I look at the Yankee side of things and they had to have prepared and, and had other outfielders in mind. If Aaron had gone to the giants or the Padres in the same way that Aaron had to think about other teams, this is just the nature of free agency. And I, I think that on, you really look at the big picture here. And by saying no, by, by betting on himself, Aaron made more than 100 million dollars which is a fairly extraordinary thing to, to be able to say uh, but he did and even yeah. the last few days he was able to to get that additional 60 million dollars based on where the where the Yankees were at the outset so i think he by being patient and most of all by producing you know not yeah. everybody can yeah. have what's what we're going to describe as admittedly the greatest platform season anybody's ever had in the era yep. of big time free agency. It's never happened before like this. And so he he timed it absolutely perfectly. And I think Ryan, for me, a couple things, number one, this can't be the end of the Yankees off season. Right. We know that they've already lost Jamison Tyone from a team that, that was not good enough to beat the Astros. We saw that we watched that play out the the gap. And, and, and while Verlander is gone from the Astros, their pitching is still the standard in the sport right now, even without Verlander. It's amazing to say it, but it's true. And so the Yankees, after losing Tyone, they have to do more. They have to not allow this to be the last move. And the other piece of this, which I'm going to be really interested to see – is is how the Yankees plan to utilize him from a workload standpoint. Yes, the goal, number one, as you know, is, is to win the World Series in 2023. That's, that's the Yankees' objective and mission every single year. However, you now have a nine-year relationship with a player who who you have to make sure that you give him the best opportunity to be healthy for as many years and as many games as possible. Yeah. And that is where one of the most important players in the Yankees roster right now Becomes Harrison Bader because mm. once Bader was acquired and got healthy, it allowed the Yankees to play Judge on the corner and and perhaps keep him fresh late in the season. Obviously, the Yankees didn't win the World Series; we know that. But I, I think looking forward, the plan is not for Judge to play a hundred games in center field this year because you've got someone who can do that at a very elite level in Harrison Bader. And the, the final point I'll make before I send it back to you is, you look at the 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 Aaron Boone. Aspect of this, and, and Joel Sherman had reported about a, a late night phone call being made from the manager to Aaron Judge to to really just not talk about money because that that's not a money conversation. It's about you and yeah. your career and your place and your role. And Ryan, I know that you've you've been in there as well uh, when when you have a a broadcast meeting and a conversation with Aaron Boone in his office, um, and he's sitting at his desk and you're speaking to Aaron. The photo above his shoulder is. Two guys, yeah, Aaron Boone, Aaron Judge, yeah, celebrating a postseason birth, and and I just I, I've had the privilege to be in there and speak with Aaron before a lot of broadcasts this past season, and I looked at that picture a lot. Yeah. I thought to myself, you know, I'm you know, Aaron's is Aaron Boone's a very authentic guy as Aaron Judge is too, and I'm sure that in no way was that photo there for a message to be sent. It was just a, a very special moment for Aaron with a very special person, and yeah. I just think that that as a manager, you have those special people that you cross paths with in in your life that I just think Aaron Boone really wanted to keep him. And I think that Aaron judge went through that year knowing how much his manager honored and valued and respected everything that number 99 did.
0: You know, John, two things for, I know you got a crazy busy slate there, but I want to hit you on, you mentioned the Yankees shouldn't be done uh, yet and can't be done. It's so true because all they do is retain a player they had while they got swept by the Astros. Right. And we could say, okay, if they had Benintendi, if they had LeMahieu, but we know the Astros have operated at a tier that the Yankees have not quite caught up to over the last six years. Right. What, what do you think those next moves are? Is it Rodon, you know, uh, is it Carlos Rodon? Is it, is it, um, Benintendi coming back? Is it, you know, um, where, where do you think they go from here? Most realistically?
1: Right. So it's a great question, Ryan. And I I think a couple of things that they need to get a lefty bat uh, for the outfield. I I think at, at times during the playoffs, and I agree if they'd had a healthy Ben and if they had a healthy LeMahieu, it might've been different, but there were just not enough times in that series against Houston where they had a a productive at bat with the man in scoring position, especially from the left side. There just wasn't enough of that. And Rizzo Rizzo's return is a huge story too. But I think to have an outfielder, and that's to me, you know, the infield is is kind of crowded, whether it's Barraza, you may have Cabrera infield outfield, Volpe's coming. What do you expect from Donaldson, LeMahieu, do you trade Torres? They're, they're so crowded there. There's, there's not really a space to move an infielder in, where, how I look at it. If, it. if anything, you're moving one out. Yeah. And then I think on the outfield side, it just screams for a, a Benintendi-type bat. I think pitching-wise, they're fortunate that whether it's Kodai Senga, um, there's a lot of sort of mid-tier starting pitching out there. I think that they need a little bit more reliability back end because I think you look at Nestor Cortez and, and everything he meant to that franchise in, in 2022, you hope he can build on that with the same workload, but it, it might not be fair to expect him to be as dominant as he was for six months. I I think you have to build in a bit more layers there. You expect Cole to bounce back. And and I think on the position player side of things for me, Ryan, if you tell me the number of games that Lemayhu plays, we'll have a big piece to the puzzle of how good the Yankees are going to be. He's just, I think he's just, and not because he's from the great state of Michigan. I'm just a big (laughs) big Lemayhu guy. Yeah. And I, I think Ryan that, and you've seen it just, what those quality at-bats do against good pitching and big yep. spots. Yep. He, he does it. And Rizzo does it too. And Judge does it as well. And I think that sets the, the tone in the middle part of that lineup. I, I think they just need a little bit more length. And and if you have LeMahieu there, I think it just changes maybe what you expect out of a – young Raza Cabrera. Like I love what I saw from both those guys late in the season. I think they're ready. Um, I think Peraza had some, I mean, some great, brilliant defensive moments. I thought in in the playoffs, even against Houston. Yep. I I think they're ready. Uh, But I just think that getting that one more outfield bat and a healthy LeMahieu is just so crucial because a healthy LeMahieu, Ryan, gives you a little bit of insurance. If Donaldson doesn't quite come back all the way, you can have LeMahieu play third and you don't miss a beat.
0: Yes. All right. Last thing for you, John, I just got to give kudos to your network, MLB network, because the fact that you guys were able to get on the air, the way that you did this morning was so impressive to me. In fact, as a viewer, I was like, Oh, I want to see something about this right now with the judge signing. But I was like, I don't know what's going to be live. And I was like, maybe MLB Network will. I don't expect. And I and I turn it on and you guys are going live. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the scramble mode yeah. they must have pulled off. So I, I I know you're up against it. So however quickly you want to summarize how you guys were able to pull that off and get on the air. I just want to give you due credit as someone in the business because I so appreciated it, not just from a colleague standpoint, but also from a consumer standpoint
1: i I appreciate it. well the credit goes to our our producers in the, in the morning here Marco Pablo and, and Rich Savino, who were there when I got to this room and I'm sitting outside of right now uh here our our workroom at MLB network they were already here at at six a m uh but and maybe it's like five forty five six a m they were already there and Adam Helfgott, our great producer as well was was there and it's just it was a team effort and uh you really got the sense of of how much pride we have at the network when big news happens to be there and to be able to give that timely report. And it's a lot of people, because as you know, working in the business as, as, as well as you have for as long as you have, you know how many people it takes both back in Secaucus and here yeah. on site in San Diego to get on the air an hour and a half before you expected to. <laughs> Make sure that you have all the people behind the scenes, the great camera operators and everybody in the truck, uh, the tape replay, everybody uh, to have that set. So I just think it was a great effort by everybody here. And 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 I, I love that when I showed up to this room that I'm sitting outside of right now, um, I was not the first person here. Like there were people who were ready to go and lay in the groundwork for us to get on. So uh, Josh Bernstein, Mark Haifa, they were all here. So it was just great to see that team effort. And and I'm just lucky to work with this group. And Lauren Shahadi was there. We actually, we taped something for social media even before we got on the air that, that was that started airing in the breaks. So uh, Lauren was up bright and early and Harold was there, Matt Vaskirjan. So I, I got a lot of great
0: teammates, Ryan. It's just a, it's it's a blessing to work with this team. Well, John, a, a fantastic day for Aaron Judge, but also... A great day for John Morosi. Okay, a great day uh, <laughs> breaking a huge story. Thanks to celebrating your wife's birthday. What's better than that? Congratulations and thanks for hopping on R two C two C. Who is busy with the commissioner at the winter meetings and myself. So appreciate you coming on, man. Ryan, thank you so much for, for the invitation
1: and, and to see you as well. All my best wishes to all you for the holidays. And, and again, let, let's hope we connect again real soon. That
0: sounds good, man. All the best, John. Thanks, Ryan. You too you know one thing just on that last note about mlb network uh i have to say now there's definitely a a part of me that's invested in it as an insider in this business but it's not easy with a bunch of sleeping people to motivate and get them on the air and i so appreciated that mlb network doing that in that moment first of all that's what they should do because you have your biggest story of the winter. You are the network for that news. You got to find a way to get on the air, but just because it's what you should do doesn't mean it's easy to pull off or you will. They did. I talk about it all the time, the quality of that network, and I've seen it going on shows there as a guest, the production level is fantastic. And the look is absolutely top notch, terrific. And they really came through, I think for consumers like you and me who wanted that news, um, and uh, and and for baseball, and I'm glad that uh, they were able to do that, and I want to make sure to give them their their kudos because they deserve it. So great perspective from John. We're obviously going to hear c's perspective as well on this uh, once he's not being dragged in different directions by the commissioner you know, I say dragged, I think he's willfully going, but you know, he, he just has a lot of responsibilities in San Diego right now with the commissioner. So he was trying to hop on and then he had to go do something. So we wanted to record with John, get this podcast out to you. And then we'll get C's uh, thoughts on the signing and anything else that develops in the winter meetings um, in uh, the next couple of days. So make sure you're subscribed to R2C2 wherever you get your podcast, make sure you're linked into our YouTube page as well. New episodes every Thursday. Bonus episodes as well. We will keep the content coming and the reaction to anything else that transpires in this baseball winter. And of course, dive back in to the football and the basketball as well. Big thanks to Sadie Zillow. We'll always gets it done. Hauling in John Morosi on a moment's notice after he breaks the news. Our thanks to Atta as well as Jackson Safon. And we will uh, talk to you in a couple of days with C's reaction. Peace, everybody.